Hey everyone, welcome back for episode 80 of the PATH Podcast. I am Jason. Hey there, I'm Derek. And we are so glad that you have decided to join us on the PATH this week. Uh, we jump back into the book of Revelation this week. And um, we've, uh, back at the beginning of the year, we started this series. And eventually we're going to go through every single verse of Revelation. It's going to take us a while. Um, we're going to do it off, off and on. We're giving ourselves breaks and giving you breaks as well. Because um, there's a lot in there, a yeah. lot in the book of Revelation. But um, we had worked all the way through through chapter 3, which is kind of the ending of the seven letters to the the seven churches that Jesus writes in those first three chapters back in January, um, and in January and February. And um, that's a lot of times that's where people stop. They just You, you see the first three chapters mm-hmm. of Revelation preached a lot. Um, and there's good stuff in there. But if you don't continue, you miss so much of the story of what's happening in the Revelation there. Um, and I, I um, personally really love chapters 4 and 5. They're mm-hmm. my two favorite chapters in Revelation. Um, and uh, and so, Derek, if you wouldn't mind, maybe kind of help us make this turn, get us back into the mindset of we're in Revelation again. And, um, and then let's look at a couple handles we can hold on to for this week. Yeah. <clears throat> Not only do oftentimes... Um, people preach through one through three and then not much else mm-hmm. of Revelation. Or or another thing that happens is they separate it out, right? Yeah, right. So it's like it's two different, completely thing, completely different things. And the more I've studied, the more I realize, no, this is this is one letter mm-hmm. to these seven churches that encompasses this apocalyptic vision yeah. right, and this prophecy. But uh, but it is it was written. Primarily for those seven churches yeah. to understand and build their confidence, to help them, you know, uh, get on 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 board with serving the Lord and um, uh, remaining to the end. You see that a lot in, in the mm-hmm. first three chapters. Um, you know, uh, achieving you know uh, um, victory in the end over mm. you know, through through Jesus. Yeah, and you even see this parallel in this. Um, foreshadowing of, of some of the things that were said in 21 and then and at the end and mm-hmm. then those 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 things are again written to the churches and very clearly uh, specified there but yeah. what happens oftentimes is people make this cut right here right and and say this is something different right mm-hmm. it's not still a part of this letter to these seven churches and that's Inaccurate and incorrect. Yeah, um, it's almost like um, I, f- I feel like as I've read through Revelation, it's almost like Jesus gives like here, here's the message to each of these churches, and then okay, now let me explain that to you. Let me explain why I've said these things to you. Mm-hmm. Is, is that a, you think it's a good way to, to kind of describe it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, like what it actually is. What it actually oh, is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. So yes, yeah. It, you know, chapters one through three. It's this is who Jesus is. <clears throat> Here's my message to these churches, and then the rest of the book until you get to 21, 22 is kind of mm-hmm. now. Here's why I've said these things to these yeah. to you, these churches. Right, so. right, yeah. Every, every, you know, all, all of it is connected. Right, right. And right. so um, that's one of, one of the things we want to make sure is so clear mm-hmm. as we're looking through this. And then also our goal and our aim is not necessarily, and it might, we might do some of this, but it's not necessarily the aim of it to unlock some kind of code, mm-hmm. you know, and what does this mean? What does that mean? Right. You know, you know uh, what, are, what are the signs that are around us today and those kind of things? Yeah. That's not necessarily the, imp- it's really not, I don't think it's really the point. Yeah. I think the whole idea 
of Revelation is for people to see Jesus yeah. lifted on high. And that was what those seven churches needed to see, mm-hmm. that they needed to see their king yeah. exalted, high and lifted up on his throne. Yeah, And so that's, to, to make this turn now, That that's what chapter 4 is about. Yeah, I was reading a book called Discipleship on the Edge uh, by Daryl, somebody, Daryl Johnson. Mm. Um, and one of the things he said was that Revelation 4 is meant to give us new glasses to mm-hmm. see what's real and yeah. what is happening and what is taking place that we can't see, right? right. And so that that's that was what we what I hope to hone in on is that you know life is out of control, mm-hmm. right? Uh, or seems to be at times spiraling yeah. out of control, like our lives, like things around us. We just acknowledged that yesterday. You know, in the world, of course, and in our communities, but even like diving down just in my own, our own lives, uh, things seem to be um, out of control. Yeah. Most of most of life can <laughs> right. seem that way. Right. Uh, you know, where where we don't have a handle on it, and that's hard because we we like to control things. We like to be in control and, and all that. That's what we start off with. But what what I hope that we see by putting on these new glasses, as Daryl Johnson says. Mm-hmm. What I hope we can do is see, okay, yes, the scene, things seem to be out of control, but when I put these on, oh, yeah. it's steady, right? Right. And these these glasses, these Revelation 4 glasses are a peek behind the curtain into heaven yeah. to see in heaven all things are under control. Right, right. There is no chaos. It's, 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 it's uh, the center of the universe uh, and that's what Daryl Johnson calls it was the control center of the universe. I think it's I think it's a great mm-hmm. picture to understand is that though things seem out of control for us, they really are in control. Right in heaven, God is in control. He is on His throne. Nothing can overthrow Him. You know the 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 small things that we that we deal with, or the even the big things, are small and under His watchful eye yeah. you know in, right uh in heaven so um yeah, yeah i have the uh the I, I, the I just have the image in my mind of um one of my favorite movies is national Treasure. dude i was thinking the same thing <laughs> yeah. yes like and so you know they go find those glasses that benjamin franklin yeah. made and you know they're looking at the back of the declaration of independence it just looks like the back of an old piece uh-huh. of paper and they put those glasses on yes. and they can see the map there right and it's uh-huh. the it's the same kind of imagery that we have here. It's like you know we we look at the world one way, and then when <clears> we after we read through Revelation, it gives us this new set of glasses we put on and mm-hmm. go, oh holy cow! I did not realize mm-hmm. all this was going on, you know. And yeah. Um, but yeah, that was just that's the image that's in my mind. Of, yeah. But there's something there that we can't see with our physical mm-hmm. eyes, and uh, but that doesn't make it any less real. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I was actually thinking about that just a few months ago. I was, I was thinking because I love that movie too. Yeah, and if you remember those bifocals, they have very yeah, different lenses. Lenses you can put on. Well, that Revelation five next week, uh, next week and the next week when mm-hmm. both of us preach certain sections of it, mm-hmm. will again give us new lenses. something else new to see yeah. that's still there. It's just something we haven't yet. We've yet. Yeah, we're we're not focusing on because we're. It's kind of like Peter, right? Mm, yeah. As long as he was focused on Jesus, right, walking right. on the water, he was able to walk on the water with him, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't until he's like, oh, take my eyes off Jesus. Oh, look, there's there's waves here that are <laughs> yeah, crashing I around me. I am standing on top of the I'm ocean. I'm standing on, <laughs> yeah. look, there's fish underneath me. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, 
he got he he took his eyes off the main thing. It's right. the same kind of thing. Is we have that there, we can place our eyes, you know, yeah, um, on Jesus and and put these glasses on him, so to speak, uh, to see that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I, it's funny that we're both thinking the same thing. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, but I, I think it's I think it's a great reminder. Um, is that because so to continue this illustration as humans we are such visual creatures mm-hmm. all right we we take in the world through our eyes first mm-hmm. and um and i think that it's it's really easy to be like as as um as counterintuitive as it sounds to be blinded by what we see in front of us we mm-hmm. are blinded to what's going on we get so laser focused on i have this problem in front of me or i have this situation i'm having to deal with or whatever fill in the blank of difficult thing and we get so focused on that that we lose sight of what what's going on behind Mm -hmm. that thing that's that's blocking our vision and and so i think it's good to be reminded um and and we are reminded so vividly here in chapters four and five and uh, of the fact that god is in control he's still Mm -hmm. on his throne nothing thwarts him nothing um deters him and so one of the things that to me is so exciting about uh about revelation chapter four is that jesus is excited to show john what's happening here yeah um you know because it says that he looks there's this door standing open and i heard a voice and in my bible these are red letters so you know it's Mm -hmm. jesus words but he says come up here and i will show you what must take place after this he's like hey come on let me let me show you Mm -hmm. this is so amazing let me show you what's happening and um and I think that's so incredible that our Savior is excited to show us that God is in control, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, to remind us that, um, that hey, listen, whatever you're facing, I, I get that it's difficult, yeah. but, but this is going on up here, and you have to remember mm-hmm. that this is happening. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah and, and another thing that we have to be so sure about as we're looking at the book of Revelation is that... The real point of it is not to get lost in all of mm-hmm. the imagery, yeah. but see how all the imagery points to this magnificent God, yeah. the Almighty, and what Jesus has done. And his mm-hmm. rightful place, um, elevated to, to, to this place um, because of his sacrifice and because yeah. of, of his humility. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that... I think that because Re- Revelation is a type of literature that there's very, very little of throughout the history of the world. Like yeah. this type of literature is so uncommon. And I think that it's easy for us to, um, y- you you miss the forest for the trees kind of thing, where mm-hmm. you get so caught up on well, what in the world does that mean? Or what is this? And I'm, mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not saying that those things are unimportant. It's just that they're not the main focus. Right. They all serve, they are means to an end of pointing us back to Jesus. Right. And saying, look at, God is still on his throne. The lamb has still been slain mm-hmm. for the foundations of the world that we might be saved. And, um, and so I think that that's, um, I think that's where the real value in the book of Revelation comes mm-hmm. is that look at how incredible Jesus yeah. is. And, well, we would look at that and say, well, yeah, duh. But <laughs> we say, well, yeah, duh, and yet we still lament what we're facing in yeah. our life. And it's like, well, you're mi- we're missing the point here. Mm-hmm. We've missed the point. <laughs> yeah, they're markers along the path mm-hmm. toward towards seeing Jesus yeah. in his exalted state. Absolutely. I mean, th- th- that's, 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 uh, so they are important, mm-hmm. but they're pointing to him. Yeah. And if we they're sit there the and gaze at the marker, we wouldn't do that, right, yeah. on no. the path. 
No, we you know we 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 want to see the the views <laughs> yeah. and the vistas right. and the beauty. Man, look at this cool sign that says the summit's that way. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But uh, essentially, that's what we do <laughs> mm-hmm. when we get focused on you know what is this you know um, red moon mean and what is you know mm-hmm. these locusts what is that you know and and all those things if we just sit there and gaze at those we're, you know yeah it's it's, it's essentially like looking at. Um, a rock along the pathway, yeah. you know, when we could be walking to the precipice in the mountain. Exactly, you know? yeah. And, and to continue our illustration, mm-hmm. the, that sign is important. You need that sign to you say, do. oh, okay, the summit's that way. I'm going to continue yeah. going that way. But that sign is not the destination. No, no. <laughs> so. so that's our hope. But, you know, that's uh, as as we, you know, uh, fold open mm-hmm. the, the book of Revelation, as we dig in and under and unearth yeah. these things, what we're unearthing is these things will continue to point us to Christ, yeah. point us to the exalted king, to mm-hmm. the, to, to Jesus on, on the throne. So. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to ask you uh, one more question before we finish up here. But at, at one point yesterday, we were talking about, you know, Jesus or the, the Almighty is high and lifted up and worthy of our praise. And you talked about that God is completely unlike us, but... He invites us into relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so maybe try to flesh that out a little bit for us because I think that, um, you know, we say, we, we, I think we know that God is holy. Like if you have any, any uh, experience in church, you've heard that before. God is holy. And we, we look at that and think, okay, yeah, God's holy. That means he needs to be revered and worshiped. But, but God's unlikeness to us is not something that we talk about a lot. Um, and so... Maybe try to help us understand that a little better. But then also, even though he is unlike us, the fact that we are invited in. It's not that it's not just that we get to be there. We are welcomed into mm-hmm. God's presence. And so help help us understand that a little better. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so so I think a, a a good way to understand this passage is to to understand the whole the whole of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And so I think of a similar Moment where you see um, a glimpse of God in this high exalted state, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Isaiah chapter six. Yeah, uh, it says that um, the glory of the Lord filled the temple, right? Yeah. And Isaiah's there, and um, essentially Isaiah is dumbfounded by all this. I mean, there's there's six um, seraphim; they're covering mm-hmm. their eyes, and their they have six wings, feet, yeah. and they're 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 flying with with others and yeah all, all these all these things are, are taking place in this throne room vision yeah. picture whatever well the response to that is isaiah says woe is me mm-hmm. right he he uh he had a wet your pants kind of moment is what i said <laughs> yeah. it's like oh my goodness I'm, i should not be here right yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. exactly mm-hmm. and so he says woe is me i'm a man of unclean lips and i dwell among a people of unclean lips well, that was true. Yeah. What I love is that God didn't allow him to remain mm-hmm. unclean. Uh, he he sent uh, an angel to take with you know tongs uh, a fiery coal from the from the, the, the altar, altar. Yeah. and went and pressed it upon his lips so that his unclean lips could be cauterized and cleaned. Yeah. Right. So, and then he says, "Who am I?" Or um, who should go? Who will you know? Who will go for us? And he says, "Here I am, Lord, send me." Mm-hmm. And so he went for the Lord. So you have, in a similar fashion, this transcendent picture of God, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. 
this unlikeness. I mean, it is unlike Isaiah. Isaiah right. feels very, very, very small. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind of like David when he says, I think it's in Psalm 8, he says, um, who, who am I that mm-hmm. you would think about me, right? Yeah. And basically, he's looking at the stars, looking at the sky, and it's like, who am I, God? Yeah. You know, that you, you would. That is what, you know, God created all this. Yeah. And here I am, you know, I'm my, I can make some bread or I can yeah, you know, yeah. I cook yeah. some eggs this morning. You know, <laughs> but I can make stars. Yeah. You know, I can't speak out light and speak yeah. out earth and water. I, 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 so oftentimes we, 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 we swing this pendulum one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And so you get something like, you know, T-shirts and hats that say, Jesus is my homeboy. Yeah. Just like, what, 20 years old now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of an irrelevant <laughs> thing. But, I mean, you get it. Sure. We, we, we you know, we... Over-familiarity. Yeah. Right. Not understanding that, yes, Jesus came, put on flesh, became like me, mm-hmm. but he's still God. Yeah. Right? Or we, we swing the pendulum the other way and say, well, God is... High and exalted is on the throne. And that's how you get things like deism and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. It's like he's way out there. There's no way we could even yeah, get near him. He's unapproachable. Him. Yeah. And that's not true. See, um, Jesus is the friend that sticks closer than a brother, right? Scripture mm-hmm. tells us that. Yeah. And he is holy God. Right. He is one who left his throne, didn't count equality with God, a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, right? Mm-hmm. But he was there, right? right. And, and God is still there yeah. on his throne. He is Isaiah... Uh, six, you know, the glory of the Lord filled the temple. He is, you know, uh, Revelation four. There's r- rainbow coming out of his throne and flashes of lightning and peals of thunder. Yeah, you know, all this stuff is who he is. Yet he is accessible mm-hmm. and approachable. And so it's very important that we understand we are unlike him. Yeah, we are in comparison to him, minuscule, like mm-hmm. ants, yeah. very, very small, mm-hmm. right? But he did not allow it to stay that way. Yeah. Right? He allowed it where we could approach him and come to him. And that that's what you see even in this passage. Yeah. Is that, you know, the, the 24 elders who represent humanity, uh, and particularly redeemed humanity, mm-hmm. because it's, it's you know, Israel and then those born by faith. Right. Which they're all born by faith, but it, you still get a picture of, of kind of the, the fullness of God's... Um, love and compassion toward uh, those who trust in him yeah. basically mm-hmm. so but those 24 people uh, 24 elders represent the whole of us yeah. right and so what it means is because they are at his feet they're yeah. around his throne they're casting their crowns toward him mm-hmm. and he and he welcomes that yeah they're able to be there yeah they're not in the wrong place yeah you know just like these four creatures representing the four corners of creation are there, mm-hmm. and they're they're you know very interesting sounding because yeah. they're part eagle and part you know, all these different things. Yeah, but then you One's have covered with eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then you have mankind there, mm-hmm. and so we are able to approach the throne, mm-hmm. and as as it says in scripture, we're able to do that boldly. Yeah, in all confidence, mm-hmm. not because of us, but because of what we'll see. And we'll put on Revelation five glasses next week. Yeah, but it's that picture of the Lamb slain before the foundation of the world, mm-hmm. who is worthy, the Lion of Judah. Yeah, but he comes in as a Lamb, and so I don't want to give it away because it's yeah, it's good stuff. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful picture. Yeah. I, I'm reminded, you know, every every time that um, you don't, <laughs> every time in Scripture that 
people get a glimpse of God, and it's always just a glimpse. It's never a full picture of him, mm-hmm. or they would perish. But every time you don't see any of those people going, man, it's so great that I'm here. <laughs> yeah. You see every one of them going, oh, no, I yeah. should not be here. I don't yeah. belong here. And yet, every time you see God going, no, 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 no. Come, yes. you, you should be here. I want you here. Yeah. Um, and it's beautiful. Gosh, I'm going to cry. Um, but like, I'm reminded back of Revelation 1, yes. where yeah. John gets this glimpse yeah. of the resurrected, exalted Jesus, and he falls at his feet mm-hmm. as though a dead man. And Jesus says, no, 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 no. He lifts his face up. He says, yeah. no, no, no. I want you here. You yeah. need to see this. Yes. Beginning of chapter 4, verse 2, or verse 1. Hey, come look. G- come, look. Yeah. come look what's up here. This is incredible. This is yeah. this mighty, powerful God, but I want you, you need to come see this. Mm -hmm. And so every time that you see, uh, you see these incredible revelations of who God is, it's always the marriage Mm -hmm. of mighty, transcendent, and intimate, loving God. Yeah. Married together, never separated. Yeah. And I think that is a, a incredible thing for us to hold on to because we so often want to separate those things. Yeah. Well, God can't be loving and my friend if he's also powerful and jealous mm-hmm. and wrathful. No, yes, he can. <laughs> yeah. This this is who God is, and they go together. And while that's difficult for us to grasp, if we don't grasp that, we're we're not we are not worshiping the God of Scripture mm-hmm. if we don't grasp those things. It's difficult for to, us to grasp because sure. we aren't like that. No. But that's no. the point. Right. Right? We, <laughs> right? we can be like Him. Yeah. We're infant. We can't be uh, r- you know, wrathful and you know, vengeful and still holy and perfect and right. loving. Right. Yeah. I read... We're incapable. I read First uh, John 4 this morning. It says that uh, we love God because God is love. Mm-hmm. So he he's also love, loving right, and kind. Right. Not just not just yeah, not just loving. He is loving, but not just loving. He is love. Yeah, <laughs> love right. is him. And but we can't do that. Right. We 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 don't know how because we are unlike him in those ways. Mm-hmm. And uh, but he is that way. Yeah. And um, and I'm thankful. Yeah. Um, and worthy of our praise mm-hmm. uh, because of it all. Yeah. So. Yeah. No doubt. Well, this is where we turn it back over to you. Um, what, what has God shown you? What, what are you seeing in the in the book of Revelation? And um, how does it make you feel to know that we have this marriage of an incredibly intimate, loving creator, savior, God, who is also <clears throat> almighty and powerful beyond our imagination? Um, we'd love to know how that um, moves you. What does that make you think about God? How does that lead you to worship? You can email us at the path at Lafayette first.life. Sorry, I got choked up there. Um, Or you can comment right on this YouTube video. We'd love for you to share this uh, with your friends and family so that we could uh, get a a further reach. Uh, But until next time, I am Jason. I'm Derek. And we will see you next time as we continue down the path.